following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. Fourteen twenty in the morning, 14 minutes and 20 seconds, where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. Fourteen twenty in the morning for June the 6th, 2023. Today's show is brought to you by SeatGeek.com, the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420pod at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase. Thank you thank you for making us a part of your morning each and every day here on YouTube Live. And remember, we are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Go to BellyUpSports.com uh, and check out all the great uh, articles and uh, other podcasts, Belly Up Sports, we are what they aren't. This morning, we are joined by Eric Kratz, baseball writer for Belly Up Sports and a member of the Internet Baseball Writers Association of America. How are you doing today, Eric? Good. How about yourself, Brent? I'm doing all right. Uh, things are uh, okay in Yankee land. Off, fresh off at two out of three wins over the Dodgers this past weekend. Uh, their records are 36 and 25 so far. What do you uh, rank the Yankee season uh, this far right out of the gate? Given the injuries that they've got, that they've been, that they've had, you know, from the from almost before day one of the season, you know, I'd say that's pretty good. Given given what's given how you know inju- given how many injuries they've had, I think um, you know right now, if the season were in today, they would make a wild card. But you know, this team is only going to get better when people come back. We saw we've kind of gotten a taste of it a little bit, but I think once a full healthy lineup is there, it's gonna they're gonna be making some noise. The, the uh, news hasn't really come out yet about uh, Aaron Judge going to the IL. Who knows? He ran into the fence in Los Angeles there on, I think it was a Saturday night. And they, they're suspecting maybe a broken toe. He didn't know. They didn't know. Nobody knew as we are recording this. Uh, he's had quite the year once again when he bet on himself, got that big contract. I expected him to uh, take a bit of a step back from his record-breaking pace he got last year, but he's right on pace again this year. What's your thoughts on Judge uh, and what he's done uh, with the, uh, the big contract in his back pocket? pretty nice encore to the season i mean you know it seems like you know i thought like you i thought okay you know there's no way he repeats what he did last year because that's just impossible you think um you know you, you think okay you know a 40 you know a 30 a 40 ish 50 a 40-ish maybe 50 home run year would be a nice encore but it was but you know but the rate is going he just he, he just might get past that who knows it's it's quite remarkable because even he's missed uh, I think he missed uh, ten games with the with the lat strain whatever it was a few weeks back and he's missed missed ten eleven games so far this season and to be able to put put the numbers up he's putting up and they're actually surpassing what he did uh, last year which is hard to believe considering it was an American League record yes it's not the major league record and every kind of still gets all crazy about that one but uh, the what he's been doing how he's been able to carry this team that has struggled they're they're very top end they're they're top end heavy up with their with their offense. Uh, Without him, what do you think that their chances are if he went on, on an IL uh, stint for more than a couple of weeks? Oh, I don't think it'd be good. I mean, you know, you there's all. I mean, you can't expect somebody like Anthony Rizzo to pick up that slack. I mean, yeah, they, you know, Paris and Bader will be on the way back soon, but it's not going to be good because that team ultimately is built around him. The, the the thing with Bader, he hasn't been able to stay healthy either, and I've never had much faith since since uh, the Yankees acquired Stanton. I think it was in 2018. I think when he he uh, he came came aboard with the, the pinstripes, and he just hasn't been able to do anything. Staying healthy has been a real problem. What what is the the issue? Maybe because I'm a, a bit of a Yankee hugger, so I follow him more. But what is the issue with that clubhouse, with the training staff? Why does it seem like they're the the key guys with the Yankees are always hurt? 
that's a that's the $64 million question Yankee <laughs> fans are trying to figure out, you know, maybe maybe even more. But I think it's training because to be honest with you, they overhauled their training staff to prevent them from piling up with injuries and the results haven't changed. So I think part of it could be training. I think also maybe players aren't like doing the program possibly. So I don't, you know, there's really no real answer to it. Stanton had injury problems even before he came to New York in Miami. The uh, Nestor Cortez is going to be on the injured list coming up very soon. He's uh, got a sore shoulder, just missed one or two starts, which is which isn't a massive ordeal. But he's had a bit of a rough go of it this season. I kind of predicted that because he was kind of a a journeyman kind of a pitcher, bounced around here and there. In the last year, he had such a great year. I expected him to take a step back this season, and it seems like it's a little bit worse than I thought it was going to be. He's got a plus five ERA. Um, I know that the ERAs and wins and losses, it's 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 a analytics world now and everything else. What's your thoughts with uh, with how nasty Nestor Cortez has been, and do you have much faith faith in the rest of the the starters for the New York Yankees? I think you know Nasty Nestor has been kind of off this year. He's not; he hasn't been able to go through go deep deep into games like he did last year. I think you know you see his. I think the 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 shoulder fatigue is part of it. So I think he's suffering a little dead arm there. Um, but you know, I think that Nestor just has been kind of off this year. I mean, he's still got time to turn it around, but he's nowhere near to what he was doing last year. It's actually the polar opposite. Yeah, I thought some regression would happen, but I didn't think it'd get this bad. The, uh, the the guy that's been kind of the, the wild card here has uh, been Domingo Herman, and he gets caught with the sticky stuff a few weeks back, got suspended for the 10 games, and then he got caught another time and just told him to go wash his hands, which to me is an odd an odd thing for guys breaking the rules, just go wash your hands and just washes all the all the sins away, I guess, per se. But uh, for, for Herman's been kind of the, the wild card for this team because they, they just haven't been able to get it together uh, to a man. Clark Schmidt hasn't been good. What's your thoughts on the rest of the pitching staff? I mean, you have still have Garrett Cole. I mean, Garrett Cole has been just outstanding this year. You know, he's kept the ball in the ballpark for the most part. Um, I think, you know, I, I th- Herman has just, you know, Herman, I think, has blown away expectations. I mean, yeah, he has, some, he has some clunkers here and there, but he hasn't been, you know, he hasn't. I quite been, like him, yeah. I, I do too because, you know, he, he doesn't give up too many home runs. He's you know, he's like, you know, he's, he's been able to, um, you know, he actually, he had a nice start. He had a nice start last night against a very tough Los Angeles Dodgers lineup. And, you know, I think that, um, you know, he's been a nice back end. He's been a nice back end piece. The, uh, the guy that hasn't done it for the Yankees so far, and it's just been, been absolutely terrible the way he's been, not like, shouldn't, I mean, he's not going to hear me, hear me say this anyways, but Clark Schmidt's just been not good at all. Do you think it's just a situation where he's just, he's not big game ready and they kind of had him going because Rodon has been on the IL since the beginning of the season. Is this just a situation where Clark Schmidt should have been a, uh, a mid bullpen kind of a guy and not a, a starter in the major league level? Yes, because, you know, he was competing with Domingo Herman to be the back end starter. So he should know like what he's getting into. He was trying to be a part of the rotation. He was drafted to be a part of the rotation and he hasn't been able to crack it. And so I really believe Clark at this point is a middle relief guy. The problem with him is, you know, the issue I have with him is he cannot get out lefties. Lefties eat him up. I mean, and when he went, whenever he, you know, that's just been how it goes. Like righties, he has no problem with. He's become kind of a righty specialist per se, but you know, everybody can get the righty out is can you get the lefty out? I just don't, I just don't see, I just never thought he was a, he was a starter. He was kind of thrown in there because of what happened with Rodon. I mean, I'm not feeling too bad about letting Jamison Tyone go because Tyone hasn't been really that good with the Cubs either. 
Oh, he's been uh, absolutely horrible, actually. It's been crazy how that, that all worked out. Uh, yeah, you, you look at uh, Rodon. He threw an extended bullpen session yesterday, so he's coming back, and they'll get some length out of him. Uh, the, the thing that might hurt a guy like like Clark Schmidt is because they, when they changed the rules a couple, three years ago, when you got to start facing at least three batters, you can't be a, a specialist like a guy that would be way before your time, like Jesse Orozco made a 25-year career out of just pitching to one guy here and there, and, and that could and that hurts relievers nowadays that, that, you, gotta, that you have to face three guys no matter what and that's kind of that's changed the way the bullpens are used a lot nowadays well it hurt kevin cash's strategy when kevin cash when you know with the rays he would have a bunch of specialists in the pen get guys out now now you know now you got to pitch three batters which i don't have an issue with i really don't i like it I, I, i'm good with it but you know i've been clark you know clark's been in the league a while now he should know that that you got to get the three guys out and you and you can't be just, um, you know, you can't be just throwing the clunkers where, unfortunately, though, Clark can't go, can barely go twice through the lineup. And that's barely on a good day. And that's the thing with starters. Now, starters don't, like the wins, losses record doesn't matter a whole bunch because they don't, it's just the way the bullpens are used nowadays. And they're just, uh, starters are pretty much as innings eaters nowadays. And it's a lot different. You don't get, a, you don't get a lot of length. Not many guys get, get complete games at all because they want to save arms because everybody gets hurt and on and on. So if you, if you can get some length out of your guys and it's, it's twice through the lineup, at least they want you to get. Uh, and when Clark's not getting through the lineup twice, like you said, that's that's a bad thing. Uh, Eric, the uh, the season started with the uh, a young guy Anthony Volpe starting off at shortstop. Can the Yankees win with a guy up the middle hitting less than uh, below the Mendoza line at uh, one ninety three? I think he's at right now. Do the Yankees have a shot at winning anything this season, in your opinion, with uh, Volpe uh, in the lineup day in day out? I mean. You know, he's still got the power, so that's been nice to see. I just think that overall, you know, who else are you going to put there aside from maybe Peraza? I mean, I was advocating for Peraza to begin the year, but Volpe obviously had a spring training to remember where, you know, it almost you have to put him with the big club. But, you know, I think per, I think Volpe could use the seasoning. I don't think he's ready with the bat. I mean, the glove, he's been fine. Yeah. You know, he, he's, he's done plenty well with the glove. I mean, that's – but – you know, he's got to put it together. I mean, I get shortstop's a hard position. And, you know, ultimately, you know, you know, if you want instant offense from young guys, those are those are what outfielders are for. But if you want, but you know, if you want if you want a player who can, you know, man the middle, you know, the offense is gonna take time. And he's had, you know, he's had it since April, the, you know, day one of the season to get this done. I think the guy could probably benefit from going back down. Do you do you keep uh, and, and I I I love Gleyber Torres. I love I I think he's a great player, and they gave up the they really gave nothing up to get him from the Cubs back in 2016. I think it was with the trade for Aroldis Chapman that happened at the deadline there. Do you, do you, do you keep? Gliber Torres on the Yankees because what they have in the farm system I don't think is better. Like I I don't think it would be um, addition by subtraction with a guy a guy like uh, with a guy like Gleyber Torres. I think you do. I mean. You know, aside from I know that they, because here's why: because Josh Donaldson's not going to be here next year. Good. I, yeah. <laughs> it's my opinion on Donaldson, but yeah. I mean, you can put Peraza over at third if you really insist, if you really want to keep him. You know, Peraza came up obviously as a shortstop. A Rod made the switch from shortstop to third very easily. No, yeah, I, 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 I. 
when people are, you see it all over the New York media that they're thinking about moving Torres, and I, and I don't, I don't understand the logic behind it. He's still under team control for a little bit. They're going to free some money up by getting rid, rid of Donaldson, or his contract is just up this year. Like I don't see the, the benefits and the the upside at all of getting rid of uh, a guy who's still quite young and could could get a lot better and still can still got, got a little power power in Gleyber Torres. I don't see any benefit in moving him at all. I mean, he's having a decent year this year. I mean, would I would I call him an all star? No, is he near what he was doing? in early in his career with the Yankees no but he's having a pretty good year he also had a decent year last year and you know I think that's really like you know what's what's the upside of letting him go and who are you going to replace him with because I don't think the class at second base free agency wise is is gonna equal equal get rid of Torres 100 percent no, 100. percent The uh, the somehow some way the Tampa Bay Rays keep doing it with their. I saw it read in your article today. Uh, a very good article you had on BellyUpSports.com about, about the Tampa Bay Rays, about them not winning the World Series. And I 100 percent agree with you. Like they've been they've been uh, the bridesmaid a number of years. They they get the playoffs with a, a nickel and dime uh, salary cap or salary cap at 73 million bucks, and they uh, they but they don't they don't they don't ever get it done. Like Moneyball was great, but Moneyball still didn't win, right? Oh, and oh. so. All so money all these things. Go ahead. All Moneyball did was get um was get um R- Brad Pitt another nomination for an Academy Award. Yeah, that's right. Moneyball's not, not a true story because that had everything to do with the pitching staff and nothing to do with Brad Pitt and the and the Billy Bean situation. Is that they, that pitching staff was fantastic back in the in, in the in the early two oh, thousands? Top to top to bo- top to bottom. They had like a big five, a big four, a big five staff then. Yeah, no, it's crazy how the money ball thing went to it. But anyways, get back to Tampa Bay. They got off that rip-roaring start. They started off like the season, the first 18 or 19, whatever it was, and they've, they've held on a little bit. The Baltimore Orioles are only four games out. The surprise Baltimore Orioles. The Yankees are in third. They're six games out right now. But it's it's a very tough division. If they were in any, like even the Boston Red Sox, if they were in the American League Central, they, they'd be in first place, second place in that division. The American League East is a is a is a gauntlet like it used to be not that many years ago. Uh, what's your thoughts on how the uh, Tampa Bay's and the Oakland's of, of the world are doing with the American League East? I mean. The East this year, I mean, even 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 like it's it's probably as tough as it's ever going to be. This is probably like the height of it being tough. I mean, it used to be either the Yankees or the Red Sox win that division. It used to be those two teams, but and you know, and but then now you got the the Blue Jays who are a playoff team. You have the Red Sox who you know they're doing a little better than people expected them to, and then you also have the Rays, which the Rays are the Rays. You can never. You know, they always put out a good team on the field. It's just, it's this year, it's, you know, don't be shocked if four, if all, if all those teams, like, except the Red Sox, make the postseason. I agree with you, Nikki. Like it's that that big start by that uh, that Tampa got. I mean, everybody always says it's early, but it's never too early to win baseball games. And like you know, my, I laugh at people year in year out, and say it's early, it's early, it's early. Oh. But you stack these wins up now and early in the season and in this point in the season, it, it, it helps you so much because you don't know what injuries you're going to to get with uh, later on uh, in in the season. You don't know what might happen with an arm here or there. You don't know if you're going to get hot again. So going out and winning games early, and man, it's uh, it's huge. And as Yogi. Yogi Berra said it, it's getting late early, and that's one of those things. I, I don't understand when people, people uh, ever utter those words. It's early. It never makes sense to me. I mean, wins are wins. I mean, the more you get now, the you know the the easier it will be come down come down the stretch. I think um, you know you know I mean obviously you know no one really starts looking at the standings until Memorial Day, um, 
you know, it's, you know, the more wins you get now, the easier it is later on. Well, then you can set your pitching staff up on the last week of the season for, for if you were in the, in the wild card games, whatever it may be, you can set things up a little bit. If you don't, if you don't got to pitch a, a Garrett Cole on the Saturday, the last day or the Sunday of the last weekend of the season, you'd be better off to in that kind of situation and have him for that first wild card game and everything else. It's uh, it's crazy how that works out. The Yankees were clinched that like last year, and they at one point decided to bring to sign a guy for a game, Chichi Gonzalez, to pitch. <laughs> I mean, that's how set they were. So nobody, so they could just save arms. But I think also part of it too with is I think managers at front office kind of live in their fears a little bit. I think um, I think part of it is is like well, we're seeing with Sandy Alcantara this year is you know, he's, you know, from throwing all those complete games last year, I think it's really started. I think all the innings he's pitched is really catching up to him. Yeah. No, it's, it's wild. The, uh, you go, let's, let's go across the country to the, to the East or the West coast from East coast, to the West coast. You look at the, uh, Anaheim angels. They're once again, like, uh, mired mediocrity. They're right at 500, uh, at 31 and 30. Eric, I want you to put your GM's hat on right now. Uh, if you were the GM of the Anaheim Angels, whoever his name, whatever his name may be, you overtook his job for a day. Do you move Shohei Otani uh, at or before the trade deadline? You move him at the deadline because the Angels, they've been playing 500 ball for a decent, for they've been playing, you know, not great baseball, but like 500 ball keeps you in the hunt. Um, but overall, you, you got to move him at this point because. Otani wants to win, and right now the Angels just think that they can just buy players and, and win, but they don't really have the payrolls to uh, sustain it. They also um, they also have nothing coming up in their farm system, so you know. So when the players are aging, you're not going to have a whole lot of anything to keep w- to win and win again. But and overall, really, it's you know aside from maybe Hunter Renfro and. You know they got a they got some decent bats. You know Taylor Ward's proven to be okay, but aside from Renfro and Trout, I mean there's not a whole lot there. And maybe Rendon, depending on how he finishes out. What he wants to put out for you, yeah. It's he's he's a bit of a mystery that guy. Yeah, I I think Otani's one of those guys because they they would get a heck of a haul from a, a team like say uh, like I, the the Mets or the Dodgers or someone that's in, right in the hunt. They get get that extra arm and that bat for a playoff run or a playoff uh, or get get a team in the playoffs for a, a contender like that. And I don't think the Anaheim Angels by any means are are going or they there isn't anyone in their fan base who thinks that they're a World Series contender. I, I wouldn't think so. No, I don't either. I mean, they're you know they're just they're kind of hanging in there right now. They've played better than people expected them to. I mean, they have. They have an okay. They've got an okay. They have an okay bullpen, and you know, especially their closer Estevez. Um, I think um, you know over. You know they. You know they're playing better, but do I think that they're that champ? They're that team that Otani is looking for to make noise in the postseason. No, I mean the haul that they would get, they'd be able to just rebuild, which is something I think they've needed to do for a while. I think that they need to replenish their farm system because they literally have nothing there right now. As for a team that's mediocre and you know not really and hasn't been to the playoffs in a while, I think since 2014, it's almost they they should be building their farm system. But I'm not sure if Artie Moreno even knows what a farm system is. Yeah, like it's crazy to think that Mike Trout's played in one playoff game or one playoff series, whatever it's been over his uh, career. Like I'm not a, I'm not a Trout hugger by any means. I I think he's a I don't want to say he's overrated, but just because I I think you got to win a little bit, and you got to do something. I know baseball is a team game, but it's a it's a team game built of uh, 
individual accolades, I guess is one way of putting it. So, and he just hasn't, uh, hasn't done it enough for, for them to, to get over that, that hump a little bit. Trout's biggest problem is, you know, people viewed him as the face of baseball at the time. Trout didn't want to be looked at in that light. So that's why he signed the contract that he did unsmartly with the angels. Cause the angels even then were, were horrible. They just happened to have a year in 2014 where they played above expectation. Um, I think that they were, they'd be better off. I really think Trout probably at least, you know, I wouldn't have signed that contract knowing, you know, you had the inside look on how this team operates. You know, you know how the front office does things, you know, the players that you have coming in there, they, they just want the quick answer, but you know, teams, you know, the angels never didn't have pitching up to that point. And they decided to make the emotional decision to fire Joe Madden just because that team went on a downward stretch because, you know, you didn't give Joe Madden the pitching. You didn't. They, he had almost no pitching, and then you you wrongfully fired the guy to the point where he yapped himself out of baseball. Yeah, I, because Madden was the darling of, of everybody when he left Tampa Bay. Then he went and went one one with the Cubs. And then he got, took took the contract with the Angels and everything else. Like you wonder how that's just uh, it's just kind of kind of got gone si- sideways for him, and just it's just one of those things with with I mean, uh, Madden. It's just uh, odd how he's just toward. I mean, with Tampa, they were, they, I think they were getting new ownership at the time. And he had that, you know, he, he had an opt-out clause in his contract, so he used it. And then, although it worked out, you know, it worked out okay for, um, for Tampa because they got Kevin Cash out of it. Um, yeah. Then he decide, then he goes over to the Cubs, does extremely well there, went, probably their winningest manager in a really long time. Um, he, you know, wins the World Series, but toward the end there, it was about the front office and power it was i think he kind of was over theo epstein and jed hoyer yeah i think um you know i i don't think he should have been let go because that team was competitive with him i think um did, did were they going did they win like they um like they said they were going to no but still you ended the billy go curse and i think also i think and joe madden though i will say though is thought of is, is still thought of very fondly in chicago Oh, guarantee they're going to name schools after all those guys when it's all said and done in a few years, and once all the they all come back for their tenth anniversary or whatever it may be of that World he Series will. title, yeah, they'll uh, they'll have a they'll, they'll have parades will still be. It's I mean one of the greatest World Series that I've ever witnessed. Uh, just the way it all turned out, but, uh, it was fantastic. It, it, mother, it was a great um, World Series. Yeah, I mean it got to the point where in Game Seven, Mother Nature couldn't even handle it. Yeah, she opened her eyes up and let her buck for you. Give the give the, the Cubs all one last shot. Eric, we'll do some extra rings. We'll get you out of here. All right, sounds Ready good. Ready to go? Is a hot dog a sandwich? No. How old is too old to bring a glove to a baseball game? Never. Catch a fly ball or, or you catch a foul ball or a home run at a game, do you give it to a kid? Absolutely. Uh, what team do you dislike the most and why? I'm going to have to say the Houston Astros. Thank sick. you. I'm sick. And, I mean, the Reds. Okay, here's why. Because the Red Sox have kind of gone downhill. They're not relevant right now. And, you know, the, the, the Blue Jays are just like that annoying dog that just <laughs> that you just want to you just want to kick. And they think they're all that. They're actually, no, I got a better one. They're actually that guy, that person back in high school who thought they were all that. And yeah. they aren't. And that's 100%. my best. That's my best description of um of the Blue Jays, the Astros. I'm sick and tired of losing to them. They yeah. won the World Series be- up until last year. They're up until last year. They won the World Series because they cheated. I mean, how can you respect an or- like an organization that does that? I I totally agree. And last one: Should Pete Rose be in the Hall of Fame? Nope. He knew the rule. It was um, 
as great as a as great as a pure hitter as Pete Rose was, probably the best the best of all time. Um, he knew the rule. It's been there since 1919. They have it listed on every single clubhouse, wrote home and away. In the minor and, leagues too, yeah. And the minor leagues, and probably independent leagues too. I mean, forget gambling being legalized now, but the players still can't do it. Um, you know, they. Um, you know, he he knew the rule, but he just but he thought I'm Pete Rose, and so he you know he gets to um he gets to you know not be in the Hall of Fame, which I think MLB will will eventually elect him into the Hall of Fame, but they won't give they they'll wait till he's dead so he doesn't get that satisfaction. And he won't be able to talk and open his mouth. Whenever he opens his mouth, it seems to go a little bit sideways for old Petey Rose. There's one of those things. Eric, uh, thanks for joining us today on 1420 in the morning. It's greatly appreciated. Uh, tell everybody out there where we can uh, read your stuff and what you got. What else you got going on? Yes, you can follow me on my Twitter at Sports Team News. Also, I write for BellyUpSports.com, where you can check out all my con- all my content there. And this week, this week was um, th- this week's content was kind of juicy, in my opinion. Um, I also appear on a on a on a podcast called 108 Stitches Baseball on, on South Florida as part of the South Florida Tribune. I've been meaning to check that out for a week now. Now, okay, there we go. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, that's pretty much where that's pretty much where I'm where I'm at. Perfect, Eric. We like I said, we thank you very much for joining us here at fourteen twenty in the morning, and we'll have to have you on maybe the the, the two thirds point of the season. See how the Yankees are doing. Yeah, that would I would definitely like that. Thank you. Okay, man, you have a great day, and we'll talk to you later. Talk to you later. SeatGeek is the ticketing app for fans like Boomstick Lady. No free throw is safe from the roar of her sticks. SeatGeek helps her find a seat in the direct eye line of the shooter so she can sit where her boomsticks make the biggest boom. Everybody okay? SeatGeek handles the tickets to sports, concerts, and more so fans can fan. Get into it.